CEE Central Europe Explained An IDM podcast series powered by Erste Group New forms of fairer and greener tourism within the Danube region In November 2021, the city of Glasgow in the UK hosted the COP26 summit. During the United Nations Climate Change Conference, we witnessed criticism towards the inefficiency of actions taken by states and international organizations. All over the world, people went to protest to support immediate and far-reaching action on climate change. But some projects have been organized to try to make this change, such as the Amazon of Europe back trail, promoting new types of green and regional tourism. For 1,250 kilometers, the International Cycling Trail offers cycling routes crossing borders and following the natural meanders of the river Mura Drava and Danube. Known as the Amazon of Europe, the untouched riverine landscapes span across almost 1 million hectares, covering border areas of Austria, Slovenia, Hungary, Croatia and Serbia. Connecting these countries together, it has been designed by UNESCO as a world-first country biosphere reserve Mura Drava Danube. My name is Emma Hontebury, podcast producer at the IDM, and today with me is Orska Doliner, founder and managing director for ISCREVA, the Institute for Development of Local Potential and leading partner of the Amazon of Europe Backtrail project. Hello Orska, and thank you very much for joining us on CEE. Hello, it's been a pleasure also from my side. As I just said, the COP2026 just happened in Glasgow and with it has been strong criticism toward the inefficiency of action taken. In 2016, following the Paris Agreement, the European Green Deal policy aims for Europe to be climate neutral by 2050, a goal which, five years later, may sound hardly reachable. But how can concrete actions with projects such as the Amazon of Europe back trail provide new solutions? Yes, I fully agree. On one hand, we are listening about the big goals and very ambitious objectives. But on the other hand, in practice, it's quite difficult to move forward. So our aim with this was to develop a cycling trail which goes through five countries and is focused on sustainable use of natural and cultural resources as a basis for sustainable tourism. So we know that tourism was really hardly hit also with the pandemic. And what we are trying is to combine global solutions with local impact. So meaning that we are really focusing on deprivileged areas along the borders between Austria, Slovenia, Hungary, Croatia, and Serbia. And we are trying to provide new opportunities. So solutions like green jobs for people who would otherwise emigrate to other more prospective countries, 
and really trying to resource local knowledge at the end of the day, local food, local guides and so on. And this means that this directly contributes also to more, let's say, more carbon neutral solutions. As your institution is a lead partner, you were present from the beginning. And I want to ask you, what are the conclusions to be made after this four-year-long project? Is there a need in the region for more cross-border trials? And if yes, for which goals? Yes, so we had a partnership of 15 organizations from the five countries mentioned, from different sectors like tourism and nature conservation from SMEs to public institutions. At the end, we can say it's really important to work together to look for joint solutions, to have a brand which is established at international level. So sometimes it's difficult to overcome this philosophy or thinking that everything should be focused on the local level. So what we try to do is to combine local approaches and then put them all together into one international joint brand. We believe this is the only way to succeed on international markets on one hand, but then also bring impact to the local areas. So definitely I would agree there is a need for more such trails or projects which can work together as one joint approach. So for example, I know you're focusing on the Danube region. Also, there are a lot of initiatives already going on along the Danube River and it would be really good to connect them and to have one more joint solution for tourism along the Danube, either cycling or uh, different activities on the rivers or hiking and so on. And so following this point, how can we encourage West Europeans to come and visit more Central and East European trails, as well as tourists not interested in regional and sustainable tourism? Yeah, so we have different target groups. It depends what they are looking for. Uh, we are sure that especially now when we were locked in our cities or in our locations, in our buildings a bit more, people are looking for outdoor activities, for relaxation in nature. So in these areas along Mura, Drava, Danube, there are really some still completely protected areas where you can even have no, uh, no GPS signal, so you can be completely off the grid. And we think it will be for sure an added value in the future years. So one of one thing is that um, people can really enjoy the nature. And then on the other hand, there are some who are looking more for adventure, for some achievements, for example, to cycle more than 1000 kilometers. And this would be the second target group. So our aim is to bring these areas also closer to Western tourists and to present them why this area is so beautiful, so preserved that we gave it the nickname, the Amazon of Europe. And how in demand is regional tourism? So in the last years, we've seen that there was a high increase in demand for more local or regional tourism. Especially, for example, in Slovenia, we had government support tourism vouchers where each citizen got 200 euros to spend them in, uh, in tourism in, at national level, so within the country. So this was a, a very good measure. 
and Slovenians rediscover their own country and something like this could be promoted also within this region. And it turned out that the trend turned around. So if there were before 30% of domestic travelers, there are now in the last two years more than 70%. So this is another very big opportunity because along Mura, Drava and Danube, there are really quite undiscovered regions apart from some cities. So that also the, the locals, the nationals or the ones from the neighboring countries are invited to come and to discover these beautiful um, nature areas. And we also try to take care that we impose the so-called nature-oriented visitor guidance. So um, there is actually a chain of 13 protected areas linked together in this area. So we wanted to make sure that we have a zonation of nature areas and visitor areas. So the visitors or cyclists can go through the nature areas, but they are motivated or we try to steer them to stop and to rest and to go for local food and so on where there are already visitor areas. So either within cities or villages or where there is already a beach where they can swim in the river and so on. So we really try to take care also about this nature conservation part. So showing the beautiful parts, but also taking care that they remain untouched as much as possible. And following this point, if we are now looking at the logistics of it, what can be done so that tourists do not travel to the trail in their own car or even by plane? And how do you ensure that visitors stay on the back trail and do not disturb natural environments? We are always promoting the public transport so that we try to motivate all visitors that they come ideally by train or by bus and also to improve this multimodality so that they can share different types of transports and make sure that they are connected. We have still a lot to do here, so we are also working with national and regional governments to improve the public transport system. This is very much on the long run, but uh, what could be done is also, for example, joint tickets and joint schedules about, from buses and trains and so on. So um, there is still really a lot of work here because this area is not so well developed yet in terms of public transport. But yes, definitely this is our aim also to be more... Um, carbon neutral. One option is, of course, also to offset, to compensate for this. Uh, this is what we will still introduce. And I also have to mention that we have the so-called Cycle for Nature program, which is a valorization program where a part of income for the cyclists who will book the trail will go for nature conservation projects. So for cycling on our trail, we have two options so one is based on the information accessible on the website. The cyclists can organize themselves. And the second option is that we have our own booking center, which can make a, so a package or individual a travel arrangement. And in this case, if the travel is booked through our booking system, then uh, we have a certain percentage of income that goes directly to nature conservation projects 
We do that together with WWF NGO, and we will propose three different projects which will be supported. So for endangered birds and habitats uh, and so on. So yes, developing local and green solutions is essential today as we clearly stated it already. It is firstly and mainly regarding global warming, but also with the uncertainty that borders remain always open, especially after what we have witnessed during the COVID-19 outbreak, as you already mentioned. So what further steps should the region do, especially regarding green transportation, such as back routes in the city, but also public transport in the region in general? Yes, uh, we see here still really a lot of options for improvement. On one hand, to have more frequent public transport, including buses, including trains, and to have also more connected routes to international airports. So we are here in the middle, somehow between Vienna, Budapest, Zagreb, Belgrade. So we would need really good connections to these major hubs. Of course, yeah, ideally the clients would not come by planes, but even if they do um, to the region, they use public transport. Especially trains are very good also because you can put the bikes on, but also with bus companies, we are negotiating that they also use the bicycle trailers. So in case the transport is needed in certain areas, it is very important that all information is publicly available when the trains or buses are going, what are the connection points, also in different languages, so not only in national language, also in English, in German, so that tourists can find this information, that this is also included on Google Maps, for example, so that it's really easily accessible. On the long term, of course, ideally, we would have joint tickets that could connect the whole area, but this is really difficult. We have five countries with quite different backgrounds, so to harmonize something between the countries, this could be, I think, five different new projects because there are so different uh, administrative regulations. But yeah, we are optimistic, so someday in the future, it would be really great if there would be, for example, one public transport ticket for the whole area. Uh, of course, a big trend is also e-biking, so also accessibility for more senior generations. This is now really increasing with huge speed. So also enabling the charging and the compatible system between the countries. So this is also one of our aims to have the e-bike charging system along the whole trail. Are you somehow promoting this project to the youth so we could raise awareness about regional green and fair tourism? Yeah, we have worked uh, partly also with schools, with faculties and with uh, young people who are employed at local or regional tourism boards or different organizations. But this is also one of our aims to work more on this, because we know that uh, if we manage to get this message to the youth, which is already more aware that we need to do something, it will be bigger impact also on the long term. So yes, definitely in the future, we plan to work even more with, with the young population. So we are now arriving at the end of our talk. 
And before to conclude, or to conclude actually, I would like to ask you two more personal insights. The first one is, which piece of art or literature would you advise to our audience to bring our reflection further? I would recommend one of the most famous artists from this area, from Croatia. Uh, there's a small village of Hlebine, world famous about naive art. And there is a painter, Ivan Generalic, one very famous uh, painting called Red Cow. But actually all of his works really reflect the beauties of this area and also the local habits. So it's a good reflection why this area is so special. So painter Ivan Generalic. And last but not least, regarding the beauty of the region, which sightseeing destinations along the trail have you visited and which one would you like to advise? I would advise a combination of some peaceful areas really on the river. So maybe Drava in Croatia, also close to Hlebine or Virovitica. I think these are not so known places. <laughs> Um, but there are really some beautiful curves of the river where you can just sit down and enjoy the tranquility and watching the birds and listening to nature and reconnecting with the nature and with yourself. So that's one part. And the other part is the beautiful cities that are really worth a visit, like Osijek with the old town or Varaždin, for example. Oshka, thank you so much. I'm also looking forward visiting those places around the rivers Mura, Drava and Danube. But thank you for our talk today and for sharing with us such interesting insights. Yes, thank you also from my side and you are more than welcome to visit us along Mura, Drava and the Danube River. Thank you very much. So you enjoyed this podcast? Then tune into another CEE episode and subscribe to the IDM podcast series on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Acast, or elsewhere you get your podcast. And also have a look at the rest of our work on our website www.idm.at for any feedback or podcast collaboration feel free to contact me at e.hontaberry at idm.at. The email is in the description below. This was CEE, Central Europe Explained, a podcast series produced by the Institute for the Danube Region and Central Europe, powered by Erste Group. With the ongoing participation of Daniela Paiden, Marvin Atalik, Daniel Martinek, and Sebastian Schaeffer. Production and editing, Emma Hunterberry. Proofreading, Jack Gill. IDM Podcast. Institut für den Donauraum und Mitteleuropa. Institut for the Danube Region and Central Europe. European Perspectives. Regional Actions. Cooperation and Expertise since 1953.